welcome to a lot of thoughts about a lot of things. This is a kind of weird episode because Anna is not here. She um, lives like, I feel like it's probably 45 minutes away from me. And with the virus, she's um, staying at home. I'm staying at home and she doesn't have good internet. So I'm running the show by myself today, but not really because we have a surprise. We have Emma here from My Redemption for His Glory and the podcast, Always Only. I feel like I was going to yep. say that backwards. <laughs> Didn't say it backwards. Oh, that's, yeah. that's a common problem. You know, it's like only, always, always, only, same thing. Um, so <laughs> I'm super excited. Um, Emma, do you want to give a brief intro to who you are to anyone who doesn't know you? Uh, sure. So I am... I guess, a blogger and a podcaster. Um, I'm currently living at home. um, And so basically, I'm right now trying to build a online business and do stuff from home so that I can support myself financially, um, but that I don't have to go out. Um, But you can find me on my blog at myredemptionforhisglory.com. And there I talk about um, blogging, um, how a Christian should approach the the whole blogging world, um, and as well as entrepreneurship and things like productivity as well. Um, and you can also find me on Instagram at myredemptionforhisglory. And on Twitter at my redemption, the number four H G. Okay. Well, I have to say, I feel like we have to point this out because it's my favorite fact about you is that you're from Canada and you said a boat out. <laughs> and I love it. It makes me so happy. Also, you spell favorite with a U. And so yeah. that makes me really happy. I was an English major. And so things like that. I'm I'm really nerdy about words, so yeah. You know what the funny thing is? Um, cool. When you say that I say about strangely, I don't hear it. Like I really do not hear a difference. About versus about. <laughs> I don't hear it though. Like um, I don't hear myself saying it. That's strangely. so weird. Yeah, because I totally hear a difference. And I we have a Canadian at our church. And she'll, it's the same exact thing. And I've gone to church there for like six years almost. And so if if it helps, I will not stop commenting on it. Um, (laughs) She'll still say things. Or if she goes to Canada and comes back, I'm like, did you bring me poutine? Just because I like saying that. Although it it does sound good, honestly. Well, if if you like gravy and fries and cheese, then yeah, you're going to love it. Well, we're in a quarantine and I'm not allowed to go to your country. So <laughs> I'm not allowed to, to come up there, so I'll have to wait True. for you my... You have to make your own, maybe. Yeah, I'm, that should be my thing while I'm stuck at home. I'll have to figure out how to make it, because mm. that's what I'm doing right now, which... Oh, this is a good transition. Anna will be proud, because I'm terrible at transitions, because we are here to share a lot of thoughts about a lot of things, including food, but mainly bread. Because 
if you follow Emma on Instagram, you might have seen that she's doing all the bread baking and stuff. And it kind of inspired me. And I started, Woo! yeah, I'm worried. I'm really, my <laughs> grandmother is such a great baker. She's such a great baker. And my sister, she does like the fancy cookies. And then there's me. And I mean, I don't know about my other siblings. They're, I, I guess they're creative. My little sister can draw. I don't know what my brother does, but um, <laughs> he's a teen boy. So I don't pay attention, but <laughs> I, I did not get the baking jeans or the cooking jeans. Um, so we're going to see how this goes. But between you and my sister, I started my sourdough starter yesterday, and I'm afraid that I've already messed it up, but we talked earlier, and Emma says I didn't mess it up. So yeah, I don't think you messed it up. I mean, it's it's like a big responsibility. I had to put a piece of paper over my oven so I wouldn't turn it on and, like, bake it in the glass bowl. <laughs> oh. Wait, so. on, over the jar? No, over, over the, the buttons. Over the oh. buttons. <laughs> I will I will click bake and set it to 350 and then be like, wait a second, there's something in there. Oh. So I chose to not take that risk. But so mm-hmm. how much bread have you made now? Is that a logical question? Uh, well, I guess quantity or like how many batches or something like that? I don't know. Yes. Because I... Oh. All the above. Um, so far, I actually have kind of lost count now how many uh, like different sourdough things I've made. Mm-hmm. Um, I so far I've made uh, pancakes, which have turned out really, really good. Um, I've done okay. some buns, like dinner roll kind of buns, mm-hmm. and then just like normal loaves. And it does seem to be getting better as I learn what works and what doesn't. That's good but to know. It's still, like, such a, it's really an experiment. And that's yeah. what I'm trying to think of it as. Like, just, it, there's no pressure to have it perfect. I mean, of course, you want it to be perfect. But it's not, like, the end of the world if it doesn't turn out. So, yeah. So, I, I see all the pretty bread designs, like, where they draw on the top. And I'm mm-hmm. like... I don't have art skills at all, so that's going to be a problem, but, you know. Well, (laughs) Well, it was actually pretty, like, um, all you really need to do to make it pretty, I mean, like, basic pretty, is just do, like, one slit down the middle, Uh and then little, like, three little branches almost coming out of it, and kind of going, like, in a diagonal that's how I've done it and it looks kind of pretty well I gotta get past the like point of me having the starter (laughs) yeah I told I told my neighbor that I'm gonna bake her bread because I mean right now I don't know how it is up there like bread is just hard to come by yeah and like I, I sent my husband for bread the other day and he came back I'm looking at it with like the fancy brand is probably not the fanciest, but it's not store brand, which is what we normally do mm-hmm. of like wheat hamburger buns <laughs> because you oh. do what you got to do. <laughs> so I want, Using I'm going to bread. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you do what you got to do, but mm-hmm. I'm, 
and peanut butter sandwiches are a staple in our household for mm. my kid because if he won't eat anything else, he'll eat a peanut butter sandwich. So um, I've got to get good at this. I just actually that same neighbor, she um, went to the store the other day and asked me if I needed anything. And I told her to get me some yeast. It's still sitting on my counter, but I have it now. So we'll see so what if happens. If sourdough doesn't work out, then you've got that backup, right? Yeah. I keep yeah. looking at like easy dinner rolls that like involve yeast. And then I realized that easy means that it only takes like three hours. And I'm like, oh, that's a lot. <laughs> exactly. I, I also have no stand mixer. So I don't oh, know. Yeah. Do you I don't either. One? Okay, that's either. good to know. I just this like mush it all together. <laughs> This is so encouraging. So, okay, because my sister's over there with her, like, fancy KitchenAid because she bakes cookies and, like, mm-hmm. sells them. So she's all set up, and I'm just over here like, okay, what do I do next? Get flour yeah. all over my kitchen. That's what I do. Um, but, yeah, baking bread. And who is it that you follow um, for, like, tips on that? Yeah, so Our Northwest Roots, I think, is the... Um, where you can find her on Instagram. And if you go to ournorthwestroots.com, then um, I think you can find both the starter um, recipe, like how to make your starter. And then also there's one um, recipe for like a basic bread, mm-hmm. which has only four ingredients. <gasps> That's pretty cool. I need cool. to look at that. I need to look. Because I did go on her website. But it's everything is so overwhelming with bread. I don't know why. <laughs> well, if you're not a baker like normally, yeah. it's gonna be like, oh, what do we do? Yeah, I just started getting my kitchen under control and like washing all like not that I don't wash my dishes, but it's like a goal of mine every single night to have every dish washed. Mm-hmm. So, or if there, are, I'll load them in the dishwasher sometimes and not like actually run it if it's not full, but. I have cooked every night this week. And I have to tell you, it's so encouraging because you have like Rachel Jankovic, who Anna and I love. And mm-hmm. she's been posting about how like um, she posted that video, The Fighting Feminism with Potatoes. Yes, I love that one. Right? <laughs> and she is. So if you've seen that, make sure you go look at that. But it's just so interesting to see that like. One of the things, because I came out of, I would say, now I've never, like, talked about this, so I guess this is a weird thing to bring up, but I probably came out of unknowingly being a light feminist, meaning that, like, before I met Paul, I didn't even want to have kids, and then I met Paul, and I was like, eh, but we'll wait for a while, and then I got to the point where I really wanted a kid, and we had our son, and then I told him that I didn't want to quit work. And now I'm at the point where I really want to be a stay-at-home mom in the future whenever we can afford it. Um, And I'm, like, I've got, like, a meal plan notebook, which is just, I mean, this is insane for me. So it's about taking those steps. And it's very encouraging to see people like you, especially because I know you don't have, like, a husband and kids. Mm -hmm. But you're still taking that step in learning this to provide, which is... I don't know. I I think it's really cool. Just like being able to provide for our families and just add that little bit of like, um, I don't know, 
whether it's food or just serving um, or like whatever needs to be done around the house. I think it's so cool that we can just contribute in even just small ways, but it does make a difference. Yeah, I'm working from home right now. I always work from home, but um, I have put a meal on our table. I think every night this week I've cooked a meal and my husband just looked at me last night and said like that just means a lot because he has been working non-stop mm-hmm. and it's it's hard work what he does and so when he comes home to have a meal and I don't know it's it's kind of like we've got this idea that like if women like to cook in that sense or like strive to cook, even if they don't like it, because it's not necessarily my favorite thing to cook dinner mm-hmm. every night, but I, I strive to get it done, um, that somehow we have to be unhappy in that. And it's it's not true. It's not yeah. true. It's a exactly. blessing, especially when you make something and people are just like, I really like that. And sometimes I've been like grumbling inside my head about having to cook something and then my husband is like, oh, this is so good. And I'm like, oh, gosh, Courtney, why were you grumbling about this? <laughs> like, Yeah. So anyway, that was not part of our plan to talk about, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> that is okay. <laughs> okay, smooth transition. Not really, but speaking of smooth transitions – couldn't even say that word. Um, <laughs> the reason why I, why I asked Emma to be on here is because actually I don't even know when it was. I don't know if it's when our podcast first came out or what. I think but we, probably. Yeah, probably we started talking because I followed you before that. Did you know that? That's kind of weird. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I followed you before that. <laughs> I knew who you were. Um, so. It turns out that if you've listened to our first episode where Anna and I share our testimonies, we talk a lot about nominal Christianity. And I have to say, I, when I say nominal Christianity, I put Christianity in quotation marks because of you, Emma, because you brought that up to me. I don't even remember. Yeah, I don't even remember when, but maybe you just used quotation marks or you said something about it. You didn't like mean to bring it up, but somehow, yeah. And ever since then, I've been like, oh, goodness, whenever you say nominal Christianity, you need to put quotation marks because it makes it seem like it's legit when it's not. Yeah, Um, Yeah, that's very true. So I'm not going to say, quote unquote, every time I say it, but um, we we all three came out of nominal Christianity. And so I just thought it would be great to have Emma on here to discuss that and to share a little bit of her story. And so I'm just going to hand it over to you at this point, Emma. Okay, so I guess starting at the very beginning, um, I grew up in a Christian household, and I was raised going to church. I um, was sent to a Christian private school, um, and that was just like I—I I was a Christian because my family was a Christ was were Christians. Mm-hmm. It was just like the normal thing. Um, and throughout um, elementary school, I did definite. I definitely thought I was a Christian. Um, more so, I think, just because it it was the normal thing. I mean, I'm going to a Christian school. I'm attending church. 
Um, like I, I must be a Christian. Um, but I didn't really understand the gospel at that point. And, um, I, when I look back now, I can see that the fruit was lacking. So that's why I now think that at, during that time, I don't think I was a Christian, like mm-hmm. truly saved. Um, but then in high school, I was homeschooled for part of that. And I was able to go to um, a local homeschool co-op. And I had a class which was um, all about worldview. So it was analyzing like what the Christian worldview is and um, what other worldviews um, would believe. Mm. And that really got me, I think it kind of kick-started the thinking um, about these things a little bit more deeply um, and considering the significance of it. Like, this actually matters. It's not mm-hmm. just, um, like, it's not just meaningless or yeah. um, something like that. Um, so that started to plant a seed, I think. And then also, I really randomly, of course, now I, I believe that that was the providence of God, but um, I stumbled upon wretched YouTube videos. Um mm-hmm. I don't know if you or your listeners will know that, but um, it was Wretched that, um, it was actually the name Wretched that got me thinking, wait, what is this? Like, they're claiming yeah. to be Christians, but like, this sounds really bad. <laughs> so it was a, out of curiosity that I clicked on the video, and then I just couldn't stop watching them. I was mm-hmm. like, whoa is this really, like, what this is about? Um, So that really started opening my eyes. And um, eventually I got to really be more encouraged to think about what I really believed um, and to exercise discernment, biblical discernment. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's really, I think it was kind of a combination of wretched and living waters um, with way comfort yeah. that kind of it helped me to understand what the gospel really, really is. Um, and then, I mean, I say that sometime in high school, I don't know what point exactly, um, but that's when I believe I finally came to saving faith in Christ. Awesome. Yeah, I think it's really interesting that you're like telling that what brought you there for a lack of a better way to say it would be these videos online. And now you have a ministry online. Oh, <laughs> that's just true. Awesome. Cause I mean, I found you whenever I was still like within my first year of Christianity. And mm. I remember, cause I think is it, it's on your blog where you have a section that presents the gospel and has your testimony. Right. Am yeah. I, yeah. I was going to say, and I think I've gotten several emails from you where it says, like, if you, if you haven't heard the gospel, here it is, click here, which is yeah. just awesome because I can see that, 
I don't know, sometimes whenever you're doing something like this, it can be very much like speaking to an empty room. And just to hear that that's where you came from, that's how you kind of got ushered into seeing the truth, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Um, not that Todd Friel or Ray Comfort, like, saved you, but you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they, like, it. their ministry really um, impacted me. Yeah. And awesome. ultimately, it was the Lord who saved me, but that was a big part of um, my journey to faith. Yes, absolutely. So let me ask you this. Um, so you're talking about fruit. Now, there, I ask this to be, like, devil's advocate, kind of, maybe. Um, so when you're looking at your life as a Christian, at what what degree do you find, like, I feel like I'm going to go into, because Emma is in the book club that we have. Um, <laughs> yeah, totally. So I feel like I'm about to, like, lead into that. But um, at what point do you say, like, okay, there is no fruit versus, like, you're a new Christian? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. That question? Yeah, definitely. Well, for me, it was very... Um... All throughout, well, I shouldn't say all, but um, in elementary school, I started really struggling super bad with anxiety. And mm-hmm. I was never, like, clinically diagnosed, but it was it was there. It was undeniable. Um, and I think what I realized is that when I came to saving faith in Christ, that's when that anxiety started to just fade away. Like... Mm-hmm. Now I find that, um, I mean, even just doing this, this podcast, like I never would have done this before. It's Mm -hmm. just, I'm like a completely different person. Even my, like my family says I'm a completely different person. They are just blown away by like the things that I'm deciding to do. Um, I myself am like, what, what happened? (laughs) Um, so I think it was really seeing that um, I stopped having so much anxiety. I think that came from my faith and really trust in Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, that that was kind of like the starting point where when I learned to trust Christ, then um, that's when the fruit started to happen. But Otherwise, without that trust, without that faith, it, it was like um, I was trying to muster things up myself. Absolutely. And it's so crazy whenever you do think that you are a Christian, how you can kind of convince yourself that like you're doing this or that. Or like, I don't know, I've dealt with depression on the other end. Mm-hmm. I don't, this situation that's happening in our world right now is making me a little anxious, but, um, depression has always been something that I've struggled with. And I know that in those moments when I was really in it, um, I would just quote unquote, seek God in those moments and be like, I need to read my Bible. This will help. And then I would go and cherry pick a verse that would make me feel better. Um, Mm -hmm. and I would even like memorize that verse. And just convince myself that, like, 
it's fine. It's all fine. And then I would fall straight back into it. I was, mm-hmm. I was a moody person before like mood swings all the time and not even just like mood. I had mood swings in my actions too. Like I would do yeah. the right thing for so long and then mess up for so much longer. Mm-hmm. It's exhausting. It really it is. is. It, it, it totally is. And I think um, a, a lot of that, it's just coming from this desire to serve ourselves and make ourselves feel more comfortable. And um, like it's, it's all self-seeking. Mm-hmm. Whereas when we come to saving faith in Christ, that is where our focus totally changes. Mm-hmm. I mean, we still have our flesh that is pulling us downwards, but um, now our goal is to serve Christ and we're denying ourselves, right? So yeah, there's a fundamental difference there. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um yeah, it what hit me hardest whenever I finally actually came to Christ and noticed a difference was that in scripture it's it's not like we're not going to like face suffering and and you know, I've had some word of faith friends lately who have been like, "Lord, do not let this plague into my house and all of that that I just mm-hmm. if you want to hear my opinion on that, you can go listen to the latest episode of Cultish. Very good. <laughs> Um, cause I'm not going to go into that cause I'm not smart enough, but, um, so I'm not saying that, but you look at the Bible and it talks about, you know, Jesus lifting our burden and us having a hope. And yet somehow like we think the general cultural Christian community that I do think a lot of people are living living in nominal Christianity. Absolutely. Oh, yes. um, and so we we think that it's just like some thing where we we're expected to fall into this pit every so often. Like every so often, you're gonna just send it up, and then you're gonna get right with God. When that was that is not God's plan for us. I don't. I mean, I don't think it is. Um, again, not that you're not going to sin it's you're not perfect you Mm -hmm. still have like you just said you still have that flesh that you're fighting against but I mean in first John it very clearly says that um, if you're living in sin that if you're practicing sin living in sin was my own interpretation sorry Um, if you're practicing sin if you're not keeping his commandments um, then you're not you're not a child of God, which is really scary mm-hmm. because yep. how many churches, how many quote unquote Christians are living that life where they think that, I mean, oh girl, I'm going to bring up Andy Stanley. <laughs> oh. oh, okay. Okay. I got to bring it up. I can't not. Okay. So he posted a thing about God loves you more say? than his commandments. Yeah. I mean, I don't think we mm-hmm. see that if we read First John. So, I mean, Andy Stanley doesn't like the Old Testament. So let's just, like, let's just yeah. disregard that for a second. In First John, it um, clearly says 
Whoever says I know him but does not keep his commandments is a liar and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word in him, truly the love of God is perfected. By this we may know that we are in him. Whoever says he abides in him ought to walk in the same way in which he walked. Like that, I don't know. That just sets it forward for me. Yeah. I have, I have a lot of thoughts on this topic. <laughs> Can you tell? Oh, yeah. And I, I do, too. Like, it's all the... Um... Like, the topic of of obedience is actually something that um, I've been thinking about quite a lot from Mm -hmm. just listening to your podcast and um, stuff from, like, Rachel Jankovic and um, that, like, those sort of people. Um, I feel like there's probably some other people as well. But um, it's really, like obedience is a huge part of our Christian walk. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not like optional. No. So. Yeah. Which I mean, of course, if you're wanting to, again, in our book club, that's what we're talking about with, mm-hmm. can you separate Jesus as savior and Lord? And I think our culture has largely tried. I mean, I don't think you can really do it, but they've tried their hardest yeah. because we want to make everybody feel comfortable. And it's that self-seeking thing that you just said, mm-hmm. um, which is just scary because I, and I'm going to say this very um, blatantly, we're paving a path for people to go to hell. And that's all yeah. we're doing. And yeah. it's not worth it. It's scary. So let me ask you this. Okay. Someone's listening to this podcast episode and they're like, you know, I don't know if I'm there. And in, First of all, I just want to throw this out here. In 2 Corinthians 13, starting in verse 5, it says, Examine yourselves to see whether you're in the faith. Test yourselves. Or do you not realize this about yourselves, that Jesus Christ is in you? Unless indeed you fail to meet the test. I hope you will find out that we have not failed the test, but we pray to God that you may not do wrong. Not that we may appear to have met the test, but that you may do what is right, though we may have seemed to failed. For we cannot do anything against the truth, but only the truth. For we are glad when we are weak and you are strong. Your restoration is what we pray for. Um, And so you see in there that Paul is very clear. Test yourselves. This is not a joke. It's not something to be put off. So if you're listening to this and you're saying, wait a second, I don't understand what they're talking about or something. Emma, what would you say to someone? If you could just like look them in the eyes, that'd be really creepy. But if you could... (laughs) What would you say to them? So if someone was to, if they were questioning, like, am I a nominal Christian or am I a yeah. true Christian? Is that what yes. you're? Okay. Um, I guess my first thing would be to just present them with the gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think that was really what um, got me, like, thinking differently. Or, I mean, I had to know what the gospel really is in order to um, come to faith. Um, And so just making sure that we have this understanding that all of us have sinned, we've all fallen short of the glory of God, and we all deserve death um, for, for that sin. And um, just looking at what Christ did for us 
he died on the cross and took the punishment that we deserved upon himself. He paid for our sins by dying on that cross. And then he rose to life again, um, defeating death, being victorious over um, the grave. And so if we, that if we trust in him to be the one to save us, if we forget about trying to do a bunch of works to get ourselves into heaven, and we simply trust in Christ to save us, that is how we become a real Christian. Mm-hmm. And I think um, a lot of times, well, obviously, if we are just nominal Christians, we are going to be so much more reliant upon ourselves mm-hmm. and our own works. Um, so I think um, my basic thing, um, whenever I'm trying to think about how to test myself, I always think of, am I relying upon my own works right now? Am I actually trusting in Christ to save me? Or am I trying to work my way into heaven? Mm-hmm. I think it- that's basically what I'd say. And so it's easy to say like, well, I'm not this or I'm not that. But when you put yourself, I think I just want to throw this out there that like the biggest thing that you can do is begin to devour your Bible. Because when you, if you want to see who you truly are, then you're going to want to hold yourself up to who God is. We've talked about that before um, in our little series that we're doing Um on the perfections of God, like that you need to hold yourself up to the holiness of God. And if you do that, you're going to fall short, like every single one of us. And the best way to do that. And I would, I mean, I would gander that it's the only way. I don't know. I'm trying to think if there's another way, stop me if I'm wrong, but that would be reading scripture because that's how God speaks to us. Um, and so I always highly encourage because it's my favorite book in the Bible, everybody to read first John, because especially if you're nominal Christianity, Mm -hmm. oh, that it punches you in the gut. And then whenever you're like, I've recovered, it punches you in the gut again. So (laughs) (laughs) it's true. Just keep that. Keep it on. Oh, listen, my pastor went through that book for like six months, six or seven months. And we were like, can you just stop? No, I'm kidding. I loved it. And I'm sad <laughs> it's over. Like, can you just do it again? No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Um, so anyway, um, yeah. So I appreciate you being very candid about this because it's very scary to think that there are many, and it does say that in the Bible, in Matthew mm-hmm. 6, I think. That's probably way off base. But it says, (laughs) many will say, uh, many will say, Lord, did I not do this and that for you? And the things that he describes, like miracles and all of that, like I haven't done any of that. So if people who are doing these things are going to be the ones who are not going to heaven, I mean, just insane. But he says, um, he'll, I, I feel like, I'm sorry, I'm looking it up actively because i'm like we don't want the courtney version of this 
pretty sure it's Matthew 6. Uh, da, 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 da. No, it's not Matthew 6. No. Courtney, many will say, if you Google that, it does come up. Matthew 7. I was so close, Emma. Can we pretend like oh, I said close. Matthew 7? Sure. Okay, I'm probably still going to leave this in because that's how I do. Um, I That's like the time that I said AOC, Alexandria O. Oh, Cortez, I can't remember her how you say the middle section of her name, and I said that she was like a Democratic nominee. Oh, and then my husband later on was like, "No, Courtney." <laughs> I was like, <laughs> "You know, we're real people. We're yeah. real people over here." Um, I'm still learning my Bible. So it says in verses 21 to 22, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do mighty, many mighty works in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of, workers of lawlessness. So it's just a scary topic. Um, I'm just going to drop a recommendation right here of someone who go or someone's who go more in depth in this. And actually I did not know this was a term. I did not know what nominal Christianity was until I heard them say it. That's women of the table. Um, Mm -hmm. They have a great episode on it and it'll probably be one of my recommendations here soon on our Instagram um, because it was that good. Their episode was really good. Um, Do you have any other recommendations of anywhere to check out anything? You said, Wretched Radio, um, I want to just put that out there. Wretched Radio is Todd Friel. I will put a link in the description. And um, Ray Comfort with Living Waters, his videos are really cool. So I watch those too. Mm-hmm. I guess um, maybe something like uh, Grace to You or mm-hmm. like just stuff from John MacArthur. I think that kind of targets that as well. Yeah, and then you can come and join me and Emma in our um, book club. Mm-hmm. We're reading, uh, what's it called? The Gospel According to Jesus. I should probably know that, Pastor. It's late. <laughs> um, it is not that late. It's like 9 o'clock. So. Uh, <laughs> so we're reading that one. And he does go into that more than I expected already. We've only read th- three chapters? Two? Two? Uh, well, we read the introduction and then the first two chapters. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. can you tell that I'm like the one running it? Because I can't. <laughs> but I'm a mom. So I'm allowed to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I used my brain power on my kid today. But yeah, we're reading through that and it's not too late to join in. Um, and Emma has really good thoughts on all of that. She has a lot of thoughts. Don't we all? Right. Um <laughs> But yeah, That's you why have... I have here. Hey. <laughs> um, I guess I just want to highlight the um, Ten Commandments, especially mm-hmm. because that's a really, really easy way to like line yourself self up against that yeah. and see where you fall short. Um, because like when we're just reading, sometimes when we're just reading the Bible, we don't really apply it rightly to our lives or Mm -hmm. something like that it's just not as like 
succinct or clear or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. But the Ten Commandments, like, when you just look at all those commandments, it's like, okay, I can yeah. see where. Yeah, I don't measure up. So that really exposes our sin and our need for a savior. Which that's what Ray Comfort does. Yeah. Which he will see that's that's the best thing is I love that like it's not our responsibility. I feel like I'm going off on a completely different topic. But in evangelism, <laughs> it's not our responsibility to convince someone that they're a sinner, but it's the Holy Spirit and when mm-hmm. you read the word of God. And so that's what you're saying is like you can I'm going to be really honest. You can read every self-help book in the Christian section of the bookstore. Mm-hmm. You can listen to every podcast. You can listen to all of ours, all of Emma's, all of Women of the Table, Ali Bestecki, Rachel Janvick, whoever you want to listen to. You can listen to all of their podcasts. And I'm sorry, you can still be living in nominal Christianity. Um, yep. Which is, again, I say it's really scary because you need to examine yourselves. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that's really good. Um, there's, I think Anna has mentioned this quote before on one of our episodes where Elizabeth Elliot says that like the Bible is the straight edge to see where you're not lining up. That was a really, mm. I really said that badly, but I, I think I know the quote that you're talking about. I just, I can't like <laughs> give it like, to you. But it's like, if, if you wanted to see wh- how you measure up, that's yeah. what the word of God is for. Um, it's our standard, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And if you are devouring it, um, and not just reading like a verse a day, but devouring it, then you are going to have that measurement in your mind. Um, the Holy Spirit will, will convict you, which is always fun. Um, (laughs) when you're going off in the wrong way. So Mm -hmm. that was a very good point. That's a very good point. Something I just want to quickly point out. um, Yeah. With, like, it is so important that we read our Bibles. Mm -hmm. But um, I think an interesting point, I don't know if this is going to contribute in a good way or or not. But um, normally, if we are actually, like, devouring our Bibles, as you say, and, like... Um, really wanting to get into it, that is normally a sign of regeneration. Yes. It's like that desire does not come from our flesh. Yes. So if you're already feeling like, oh, I'm I'm just so excited to get into the scriptures. I love God's word. And it's like, uh, it's more than just like, a, oh, I love God's word because like it gets me into heaven or something like that. Yeah. Um, then I think that is a sign that you have already come to saving faith. Absolutely. And I, I mean, Anna and I have shared before that where we came from was that I picked up a book because I knew something was wrong with the way I was mm-hmm. living my life. And I picked up a yeah. book on how to read the Bible. And that's, where it started for me was recognizing that I had no desire to be in communication with God, no desire. And, um, it's really sad. I think that's a cultural norm nowadays. Um, 
which is why mm-hmm. I, I, I work for a bookstore. So I get like Lifeway emails so that we can like see what they have. Um, mm-hmm. we sell a lot of Christian stuff and that's why I got an email the other day and it was talking about finding hope. I wish I knew I probably, I did delete it. I had to have deleted it, but it was talking about like finding hope in these times. And then it was all the Jesus calling devotionals Uh and I'm not going to go into Jesus calling, Mm -hmm. but that's why when, when we talk about devouring the word, like, and yeah, there are hard days. There are days where you can barely get out of bed because you've been up all night. Um, taking care of your baby or you know you're just in a really rough spot and it's not a joy but you do it because you know like your day is going to be that's not why you do it you don't do it because your day is going to be better but because you're Mm -hmm. focused on God when you start your day it changes everything and you want that to be like you want that to be your focus as soon as you wake up Um, which I think Even when we don't, like, really want to do it in the moment, we still have this, like, there's still a desire to read Mm -hmm. the word. It's, it doesn't just, like, disappear completely. Yeah. We still value it. So, yeah. Yeah. And when you're not in it, like, there's, I, that has been one of the weirdest, I want to say coolest, but it's not really that cool, (laughs) feelings to recognize conviction that was from myself and versus like Holy spirit conviction. Like Mm. when it comes to not reading the Bible, because I had plenty of times where I went to like youth camp and read the Bible for like a solid two weeks and then just quit. Mm -hmm. And my only conviction was, Oh, I told people I was going to start reading the Bible and now I'm not Mm. versus over the summer when I didn't read it for like a month and my husband got on my case because he could tell that I was just a totally different person because I wasn't reading the word and because I knew I should have been. And yeah. I was just being selfish. I was just being a selfish sinner who was being, I was being lazy. So <laughs> there's the reality of Courtney. Um, it's so many of our realities. I was about to say, I hope I'm not alone. <laughs> I mean, I do hope I'm alone. I hope yeah, you're not exactly. struggling with that too. But if you, I had someone when I first um, came to Christ, I was talking with a friend and she said, I told her, I was like, all I want to do is read the word of God. That's all I want to do. Like every single morning, I just, I want to read I was reading Mark at the time and I was like, I just want to read the whole thing. And I I don't have time, but I want to read the whole thing every single morning and I'm listening to it on audio. And she said, that's really cool, Courtney, but you need to be prepared that there might be a time that comes. I pray that it doesn't happen, but there might be a time that comes where it's not like that. And you need to be able to push through that and know that it's, you know, sinful fleshly laziness which I don't think she said it that way but she was much kinder than that but that's what it is if you're like me um well if you're like everyone else in the world who has (laughs) the sin cursed flesh attached to them yep ain't it fun isn't it fun Uh, when you just you know you should obey and you don't isn't there scripture on that no I'm kidding there is it's Paul but I'm not gonna act like I know the reference because then I will dig myself a hole. Mm. 
I'm still learning. I'm still learning. Like it's, but it's funny how whenever you are reading the Bible and you can just say, like I said, Matthew six, and that was wrong, but it was like one chapter off. Like it's amazing um, how the Holy Spirit will like work on your brain too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I myself have been like really amazed how much I'm retaining Mm -hmm. now because before when I would have read the Bible, I read it, but um, I wasn't able to grasp like it in context very much. I found Mm -hmm. that very difficult, but now I'm like able to like know where things are a lot better. Just, I don't know if it's like my brain development or (laughs) if it's just like the Holy Spirit working on me or like, no, I yeah. totally believe it's the Holy Spirit. I used to not even like if revelation was even mentioned in a sermon, I was freaked out and I am finishing up studying like the end times. What do you call that? There's a word for it. Eschatology. Yes. Emma coming in with the oh, fancy words. With, um, women is that with table? women of the table? Yes. Nice. Okay. So good. Um, I mean, I used to be scared of it. And now I have this itch to know. And I've already asked my husband and my pastor, like, where do you stand on this? And I was like, I'm sorry. I'm nerding out. I have to know. Neither of them gave me an answer. And I expect (sighs) them soon. I'm going to start sending them resources. Um, Anyway, I'm not going to say what my answer is because I'm still learning. But (laughs) I'm allowed to give a cop-out answer. They can't. But, yeah, it is interesting how that happens, how you just – you want to know things and you – and once you yeah. once you have the Holy Spirit, He starts to reveal it, so that it's just it's so much better. Mm-hmm. It sounds really cheesy, but it really is. Um, it sure is. Like yeah. we have that hunger, and we also have like the retention of all this knowledge that we're getting. Mm-hmm. And I was sharing this with someone the other day that this this isn't like a braggy thing. This is like boasting in the Holy Spirit and what He has done in my life. I was talking to someone um, months ago about a topic and we disagreed and we went back and forth and back and forth. And finally, I asked the person a question and they said, I don't want to answer you because you're just going to spit out scripture at me. And it it has stuck in my head ever since. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, I am still finishing up. I'm so close to being done with my first read through of the Bible. Very excited. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but it was just funny because just from devouring the Bible for probably like eight months, I had done that and then had this conversation and it has stuck with me ever since because you look at people like Rachel Jankovic and you're like, how does she do it? How does she just, she just opens her mouth and like has, and like wisdom pours out. That's what I keep, I always say that on our podcast like we did not give her much to prepare like we just told her we were going to bring oh, up yes. this topic um mm-hmm. and she just spouted out all that wisdom and we even talked to her outside of that and she just spouted out wisdom how does that happen and you know what i really 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 believe it is it's because she devours her bible yeah it's not wisdom in and of herself mm-hmm. she's smart i think their whole family's pretty smart don't always agree with them on everything but their whole family's pretty smart And even her sister on their podcast, like, 
they just spout out things. It's because they devoured their Bible. The Holy yeah. Spirit like really works that in them, which is just awesome. I want to be Rachel Jankovic when I grow up. <laughs> is that appropriate for me to say? Hey. Yeah, I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, I definitely get what you're saying. Like, I totally think that's accurate that um, whenever, like now with this basis that we have like founded in scripture, um, I think we're able to go into a lot more different situations and still have biblical wisdom to bring to it it's not like Mm -hmm. we're just left by ourselves like wondering like scratching our heads like oh no what do I do now yeah like we we have an answer and even if we don't know exactly like to the letter what we should do we know where we can go in scripture so absolutely absolutely I didn't mean to talk about bible reading I think it's, <laughs> it's I think it's like, topic. I can't not talk about it. It's a problem, but also not a problem because we love it. So Emma, um, remind everybody where they can find you again. And also tell them about your weekly email. Cause I love oh, that. Yeah. Oh, yay. <laughs> I'm glad. Um, so I have a weekly newsletter that I send out every Sunday, and it's called Letters for His Glory. And basically, it's just kind of like, I guess I'm treating it as a mini blog, um, where I just share kind of like the lessons and resources I've been learning like that week or the week prior, very recently. Um, So it's like fresh. (laughs) And... um, I just hope that it's an encouragement to other people. I hope that other people can learn from what I'm learning from. And yeah. So if you would like to get those emails, then you can go over to my blog, which is myredemptionforhisglory.com. And in the menu section, there is a tab that says extra encouragement, I believe. Um, And that's where you can sign up to get the newsletter and then um of course you already know about my blog where you can find me there and instagram again is my redemption for his glory and twitter is my redemption the number four h g i think my favorite part though of your podcast is i am the type that skips over a podcast intro if i can i just don't enjoy podcast intros um it's like a theme song I love yours and I sing with it. I'm not going to lie. I'm oh, just going to put that out there. So also Emma sings and she, it's, it. she's got a beautiful voice and she's got highlights on her Instagram that have her singing and also on YouTube, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So she does scripture put to music, which is one of our favorite things because um, what's a better way to memorize? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so yeah, now that I've like, I think that I've covered every basis of anything that you do. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, you're helping me. You're helping me <laughs> out with this promo. 
I was, I'm so happy you were on here. And I, um, so I'm going to ask you our typical question. I was going to do this before, but I forgot. Um, uh, what are you reading, listening, watching to? That didn't make sense. What is your quarantine special? Oh, of, like, I'm going to just name it that. I think I'm loud. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. But to be honest, my life doesn't look that much different right now. <laughs> I get you. Mine is not going outside. Yeah. So. Yeah. We're just like, there's like one or two things that we don't go to. But other than that, it's pretty much the same. Are you having church? Um, like an actual church we, service? No, we, we aren't able to do that right now. I think, well, uh, oh, sorry. I think we're not going to be able to meet for another like couple weeks at least. So Yeah, let me actually throw this in here interrupt this um if you don't have a a church to watch i will actually i'll post about it tomorrow morning on our instagram because it's saturday so now i've messed you all up because this is going up on monday (laughs) but i'll post this on our instagram on sundays um for as long as we are out we always have a live stream on facebook my pastor's great he did the last two episodes with us um so that if you don't have a live stream you will have a place to watch. And also you'll get to see me star on the piano and it's not great. So please don't judge me, but I'm playing to his glory and not yours. So, or not mine. Exactly. Wait, <laughs> neither. neither. Neither of them. <laughs> you are not important. God is. And he appreciates my mini- menial playing. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, I'll post that. Sorry. So you got, are you guys doing a live stream? Uh, it's not like a typical live stream. I think we're using somebody else's resources, so oh, okay. it's not super exciting. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is... Sorry, were you going to say something? Oh, I was just going to say, ours, we're having just like the Deacon families, which is like my husband and another guy, and then the pastor's family. So oh, yeah. we're all coming. So, you go, you'll still be going every week. Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> yeah, because I have to play the piano. And our other deacon is the drummer. And my husband is the, like, media tech. So, like, between, I mean, we all have to be there anyway. Yeah. <laughs> we have to make sure the service actually happens. Our pastor yeah. does a lot of it, too. But so. we don't want to give him too much of it, you know. Yeah, that's a lot of lot of stuff to take care yeah. of. Yeah, so anyway, that's the that is the pastor's kid life. I'm the pastor's kid in law, but my husband is the pastor's kid. Well, mm-hmm. I guess that would be you could infer that from the in law thing anyway. Yeah. That was not necessary to this conversation. Anyway. <laughs> oh, that's okay. So okay. back to the original question fifteen minutes ago. <laughs> I don't think it's been that long. <laughs> it hasn't, but you know. So what are you reading, watching, listening to? Anything in particular? Yeah, so um, definitely I'm reading uh, The Gospel According to Jesus. And everybody else should do the same with us. You. Um, And I think that's other than just reading. I've been getting into um, The Gospels. Um, specifically Matthew and John in my Bible um, more. That's mm-hmm. been kind of like 
it's funny. Um, for the longest time, I didn't really find the Gospels very interesting. I think because it was like um, very... I don't want to say cliche. Not it's not cliche, but it's like, like hearing a song on the radio. Like, like <laughs> I get what you're saying completely. Um, yeah, hopefully everybody else does too. But um, yeah. it's like just so common, or like it goes in one ear and goes out the other, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Yes. Um, but now I'm like really, really enjoying it and like trying to get more of the context. So that's been mm-hmm. super interesting. Um, and I'm listening to, uh, actually, I just finished listening to the baptism debate from Christ is the Cure and Undying Light and Daily Reformation. Um, that was very fascinating to get the two sides of credo baptism and pedo baptism. So I definitely would recommend, um, going there if you want to get some more info on that kind of debate That's on my list and they have a follow-up podcast episode doesn't yes Crisis i listened to both of those they have a part one and part two of like is, the post debate is the debate only on facebook or youtube or wait it was on youtube uh, so the actual debate is on daily reformation and undying light Okay. And then the post debate is on Christ is a cure. Okay, cool. I didn't, that wasn't necessary, but I needed to know. Yeah. <laughs> for myself. Well, I got okay. vibed it. I mean, yeah. So that's cool. And then earlier today, I was catching up on a lot of thoughts. Whoop and whoop. that was the gospel episodes. That was very interesting to listen to and um, get more of the. Uh, like following Jesus kind of aspect. Yeah. Rather that than one... just the um, like mental ascent. I asked him if he planned that with the book, the book we're reading. Yeah. He's in the book club, but he's not, he's behind. I'm going to call him out on this episode. He's behind. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm his daughter-in-law. He can't fire me. Um, and then also, his sermon touched on that, too. And I was like, did you plan all that? Mm-hmm. And he was like, no. So I was like, I guess I needed to hear this topic a lot. So, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's really good. Mm-hmm. But yeah. And I'm also listening to uh, What Have You. I recently yes. discovered that podcast. Yes. And Women of the Table. I'm excited for their new series on Virtues. I think that's going to be really great. And Redeeming Productivity, that's another podcast that I listen to quite frequently. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on YouTube, I'm watching Conversations That Matter. Hmm. Um, that is a YouTube channel. And AD Robles. Those two oh. um, channels are like... They go into some social justice and, like, intersectionality, um, mm-hmm. stuff that's happening in the church, the SBC, that kind of stuff. And that is so weirdly fascinating to me. Yeah. Like, have you watched By What Standard from Founders Ministry? Yes. Okay. Yes, I have. I loved it. We're trying – if it's still a thing, we're trying to go to the conventions. Yeah. Well, uh, is there anything else you're reading? Um, I guess to? I've just been um, – 
with Canon Press, um, specifically mm-hmm. Rebecca Merkel and Rachel Jankvik. Those are ones that I've been listening to more mm-hmm. of. Um, specifically, like, once I um, really understood the message that Rachel was trying to get across in um, uh, Fighting Feminism with Potatoes, mm-hmm. that just, like, got me onto this, like, yeah. okay, I should really be um like not just saying it not just Mm -hmm. saying that i'm a complimentarian but actually like living it out yeah so yeah and that's it i'm not gonna point out that you said out (laughs) i love it i'm so okay i'm so let me let me try it one more time out no i still hear it i still hear it can you say out oh i hear the difference there's no there. ooh, out <laughs> now i'm doing extremely exaggerated forms that nobody wanted to hear um wow. so yeah i've been reading a oh, love that will not let me go i might have mentioned that previously it's edited by nancy guthrie and it's just about um it's subtitle is facing death with courageous confidence in god and it is a just a compilation of different pastors, sermons, and essays, and it is so good. And actually, I started reading it after my grandfather passed away, and I've just continued, like, reading it. And it's so interesting to read now with what's going on and just the idea of facing death mm. confidently. Um, just, yeah, it's it's really good. And then... Um, I'm still reading all those others. I've not finished. Nope, I finished Spurgeon's Sorrows. So if you've been keeping up with this, I've been reading that book for like two months and it's tiny, but I finished it. It was really good. Um, A little bit poetic, but really good. Um, And past that, I think we've been trying to, like we've been watching documentary type stuff and me and my sister-in-law she's in from college because you know all the colleges like shut down oh she's yeah so I'm very glad she's here um and so we have been watching this show like extreme cults or something it's on I think it's on Amazon Prime and it is so interesting it's all these cults I've never heard of it's some of them are like graphic in terms of like the cults are very graphic but in general, it's a really interesting look, and you can kind of see, if you listen to Cultish, you can see, like, all the little mm-hmm. twists on scripture. It's really interesting and sad at the same time, so. Yeah. I don't know. Have I been listening to anything? I've been listening. I've been trying to listen to stuff, but when I'm at home all the time, it's a little bit more difficult, so... I've been listening to all of Ali Beth Stuckey's stuff, though, because if you're needing some encouragement with the virus, <laughs> she is the girl to go to. She's really good. And Ben Shapiro had a good episode that kind of explained it a little bit more in depth. Um, but past that, I have not been listening to much. Oh, wait, can I share something that's not a Christian thing? A slob oh, comes clean. Podcast. Yeah, the, well, <laughs> this is <laughs> this is this is going to go back to the beginning of the episode because we were talking about like you know baking and cooking, and if oh, you yeah. 
if you have problems with your house, Anna started me on this podcast, A Slob Comes Clean. And I've started at the beginning and she's the one that's like, you need to make sure you have all your dishes washed before you go to bed and all this stuff. And she gives really good. She's, I've listened to all these other people who are already organized and then they got more organized. And so there's just too much in that for me. But this lady is very real. um, And that's all I got. That's all I got. So thank you guys for listening. If you have any comments, questions, concerns, complaints, anything like that, you can reach out to us on Instagram. You can definitely take all your complaints to Emma. She's ready for them. Um, And all your nice thoughts to us. No, I'm kidding. Um, (laughs) So uh, we are at a lot of thoughts podcast on Instagram and you can email us at a lot of thoughts podcast at gmail.com. Wait, you're you're cutting out. Oh no, you turned into a robot at the end. I think she said, send all your hate mail to Emma. Like that's, that's where it goes. I'm just kidding. Oh.